Hey everybody, I'm Brittany and this is Brittany's Budget where we talk about all things money, how to make it, how to save it, and how to let your money work for you. Follow along with me on my debt-free journey and hopefully I can encourage you to begin your own path to financial freedom. Hi and welcome back. In the last episode, Zero Base Budget, we talked about how to calculate your expenses. Hopefully you were able to get a free copy of my monthly budget planner to kickstart your journey. Today, we're here to talk about an important step to becoming financially free, and that is paying off debt. It's time to start letting your money work for you and not the other way around. Right now, you may not be investing or saving or even planning for your financial future, and you have credit cards, a car payment, a mortgage, student loans that you're paying interest on. You're probably working extra hours and picking up extra shifts just so you can pay the minimum payment. We need to pay off this debt. In order for you to be financially free, you have to make a commitment to paying off this money and getting out from under this debt. It's not going to be easy and you will have to make some sacrifices, but this is for your future self. There are so many ways to look at it, but an easy way to think about it is what is your money worth today versus what will that same dollar amount be worth in 10 to 20 years if you invest it or save it? In one of my favorite books called Keep Climbing, A Millennial's Guide to Financial Planning, written by David Rosel, he talks about how there are three different types of people when it comes to the way we think about money, and he uses buying coffee as an example. The first person would ask themselves if they wanted to have coffee, and if the answer is yes, then they would think to themselves, well, what do I have to do to get this coffee? And because the first person is an impulsive one, they would do anything to satisfy their need for caffeine, including buying it on credit. Most people are like the second person. The second person would ask themselves, do I have $5 to spend on a coffee? Yeah, I have enough for this coffee in my account today. That sounds perfectly reasonable. However, their focus is only on the here and now. They're not contemplating how this could impact their financial future. The third person is more financially independent and would see the coffee stand and reflect to themselves, if I invest this $5 rather than spend it on a cup of coffee, what could this money grow into over time? David suggests that a $5 cup of joe growing at 8% interest over 30 years would accumulate to over $50. This is all to say that the third person who is going to be more likely successful with money will be tougher on themselves today for a bigger payout in the future. Rather than working for your money, you have to let your money work for you. I do agree looking at money like the third character's way is a good start. While this is just an example, an item most of us buy, I do believe in treating yourself and making room in the budget for small things that make you happy occasionally. So at this point, you're tracking your monthly budget and you have a good idea of where your money is going and where you can eliminate some fees. Because like I said before, this is going to take some sacrificing, but that doesn't mean it's forever, just for now. I gave up a lot when I first started my budget. Date nights out, dinner with friends, new clothes, But I got serious about my future, and it made me stronger for it. I make informed decisions with my money, and I appreciate the place I'm in today. We'll talk more later on difficult conversations you may have to have with friends and family when turning down a trip or an outing because you're trying to live below your means. 
Going on a debt-free journey will have its ups and downs, but you're going to stand stronger because of it. After completing your zero-based budget, if you find you have extra money left over after living expenses and necessities, my advice is that you should put those extra dollars towards your debt right away. You may be asking, well, Brittany, I have a car payment, credit cards, student loans. Where do I start? It's not that easy. And believe me, I know. I'm still in the middle of it myself, and we're going to get through this journey together. I was able to pay off $22,000 in 18 months just starting out while living in Los Angeles, and we made a big move to Portland. It just takes some practice. The best practice, I believe, for paying off debt is called the snowball effect. This is where you make a list of all your loans and debts and start making payments on the smallest bill first and zero it out. Then work your way to the next loan and the next until it's all gone. Now, some people use the highest interest method by paying off the debt with the highest interest rate first. And while I agree you should make a list of all your loans and how much interest you pay on each, there's something incredibly satisfying about paying off that baby bill and then building on the other ones. There's a psychology behind it, I'm telling you. If you did your zero-based budget and you found you may be spending more than what you're bringing in and using debt to make up the difference, this is where you're gonna have to get scrappy. It's time to start finding some additional revenue streams. You can babysit, become an at-home virtual assistant, start a YouTube channel or podcast, get a second job, get a roommate to help with the rent, do online tutoring, drive for delivery services, sell your stuff on OfferUp or let go. This is how Adam and I made $400 right before we moved to Los Angeles from North Carolina. We sold all of our furniture online. You get the point. We have to increase our income if we want to start planning for our financial future. You can do this. And we have to start planning for our financial future because no one is looking out for our older self, except for us. Something a lot of people run into is that they took a look at their budget and say, well, I don't have any room to give up anything, but truly they are living above their means. And in order to become financially free someday, today you're going to have to live below your means. The best way to calculate if you are living within your means is by using the 50-30-20 rule. The 50-30-20 rule goes like this. 50% of your budget should go to rent or mortgage payments and the other housing costs, groceries and gas. 20% of your budget should go to savings, retirement accounts, and debt repayments. And 30% of your budget is for everything else, non-essential spending like clothes, restaurants, monthly streaming services, gym memberships. This is the basic idea, but depending on your financial goals, this may look different for you. Ideally, within your housing payments, you do not want to be spending more than 25 to 30% on rent or a mortgage and 10 to 15% on transportation. So that can make a big difference when choosing what kind of car you'll drive and where you're going to live. When living within or below your means, you should stick to these guidelines. We'll dive more into ways to earn extra money and ways to save more money in the future. But for now, get comfortable reporting on your finance budget each month. Start holding yourself accountable for your spending and sky's the limit. Thanks for tuning in until next time.